1: a guest on this show over uh, the years uh, and somebody with a very uh, varied career in media and PR is retiring, although I don't know if it could ever really be defined as retiring, knowing the person in question. And that is uh, the head of the School of Journalism at the University of Limerick uh, and indeed the person responsible for setting it up, uh, That uh, Mary Dunton is uh, on the line. Hello, Mary. How are you? Good morning, Joe. How are you? So how are you feeling then about retiring i'm kind of using inverted commas whether i should or shouldn't
0: yeah well i suppose joe you're right it's uh retiring from one job and just maybe moving on to something else i really haven't decided yet but um um i'll probably go on and do you know a bit of writing and i really want to travel a bit if we can ever get out of here again with the covid and the various variants but um you know i really enjoyed my time in ul and uh setting up the School of Journalism and, you know, seeing all the students progress and learn, you know, from all the skills and a lot of them have gone on and they're working in a lot of the national media and they worked with you. You very kindly gave them, um, you know, placements and uh, they've worked in the Limerick Leader, a lot of local media and the national media. And it's great really to see students coming in like that that really have a passion for current affairs and a curiosity about how power works especially now when we see what's going on in the Ukraine and um you know dictators like uh, Putin you know threatening the whole world order so i suppose now more than ever uh journalism is important and getting at the truth because we see how difficult it is in the Ukraine for people to get the truth especially when we have Putin you know churning out uh, falsehoods and disinformation every day so The whole business, as you know yourself, is becoming more challenging now that we have all this uh, misinformation coming out on social media. So while it's a challenging time, I suppose it's also an exciting time for people in, in the
1: media business. Yeah. I saw only yesterday the BBC warning that something that looked like it had their logo on it uh, was a, a piece of disinformation, uh, this video, and that saying to people you should go to the BBC News website directly. So there's just one tiny example of what you're talking about. But before you taught journalism at the University of Limerick, of course, you did journalism for a long time, didn't you? Yes, I did,
0: Joe. I was a journalist for 16 years Um I started with in local media with the Kerryman in Tralee and I worked with the courtman as well. And it was really a great grounding um, in journalism because, as you know, you see all aspects of human life. You have to go to cover, um, you know, courts and um, council meetings. Um, and particularly in courts, you know, you see every aspect of people's lives and a lot of tragedies and uh, I suppose um, I came from the city and I, I had to work in Kerry and in Cork and I remember once being sent to an IFA meeting and I knew absolutely nothing about farming but all I was told was I had to go in and report on this scheme where farmers were going to get more money and I think I was the only woman in the room and this man kind of called me up and he said, you know, um, can himself not come? And I said, what do you mean? He said, oh, your husband can't come. Is that why you're here? And I said... No, I said, I'm not a farmer's wife. I said, I'm doing a report for the local paper about, you know, this scheme where farmers can get money and he looked at me very suspiciously and he said, oh, I suppose you can stay but, you know, we have to see what you're going to write. So, I suppose it's me, you know, a real insight into lives that I've never seen, you know. Uh, I'm from Limerick City and I've never had to learn all about these schemes and dairy farming and all this. so, So,
1: and, and with yeah. the with the Irish Examiner as well, Mary, uh, you covered politics. I know you were in and around the Dáil for a number of years.
0: I was, and I was reporting from Cork as well, and I was a political correspondent. And again, that gave you a good insight into, you know, how power operates and really how a lot of it is just concentrated in the hands of a few ministers. You know, we all think we're electing our TDs, but really in the end of the day, they have very little power, and, you know, as we see, they hold clinics and try and... Uh, you know, get various things for people, but you see how power is concentrated. And I suppose one of the highlights of my career really was the i got a chance twice to go to Washington DC with Bertie Hearn at the time. You know, when he gives over the bowl of shamrock to the president, and uh, I saw really up close the power really that the Irish had have, have there, and the you know the status they have And uh, I did a bit of investigative reporting too. I suppose again not blowing my own top, but probably the. I used to say to the students, one of the most interesting investigative stories I got, you know, they'd be saying to me, where did you get these stories? And probably the best one I ever got was in a Centra supermarket in Butterbent when I was living there and a guy that I knew came up to me and said, you know, this farmer's son has been arrested by Scotland Yard and Heathrow Airport. Um, he, the Australians, you know, are, there's an extradition warrant out for him. And I said, well, oh, what did he do? And he said, well he's been accused of money laundering. And I said, well, how is he, uh, as, you know, a builder from North Cork being accused of money laundering? Well, he said apparently he worked in the building of the um, Olympic Stadium and he didn't pay taxes there. And he was sending all the money back to a bank in North Cork and not paying any taxes. So the Australians were looking for him and they knew that he tried to skip the country and he, uh, they chipped off the English that he was arriving in Heathrow. So they arrested him. And then... I mean, I got that story. That's that
1: he didn't fascinating in, in, in the in the way the way it was sourced. And, and I know, then, I mean, before you set up the journalism school at the University of Limerick, uh, you uh, returned to Limerick as communications executive uh, for the council, uh, the Limerick Coordination Office, as it was known then, and, and you know, representing uh, Limerick towards the local and national media, and during a pretty tumultuous time. Let's be honest in Limerick history. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, Joe, it was a tough time and that was what the Coordination Office were trying to do was reverse the negative image Limerick had. But, I mean, the gangs were at their height. There were murders every second week. And, I mean, they had to be reported. And, you know, you couldn't deny it was going on. But you probably remember yourself. What we tried to do was get out, like, the good things that were going on in Limerick. And probably our best thing at the time was Munster Rugby. And they were they played their first Hainican Cup in 2006 the final in Cardiff uh, Stadium. And you may remember that our office, we set up a big screen in O'Connell Street and uh, you had hundreds out looking at the match, but we managed to get Sky Sport to take a photograph of the street and people watching the match. And Ronald O'Gara said later, you know, that he was about to take that last penalty kick and he looked up and suddenly he saw all the people in Limerick you know, cheering him on and it was just a great example of how technology, you know, could help spur on the team. And then again they won it in two thousand and eight. And, you know, that kind of began to reverse things for the image of Limerick. And then as you know yourself, the whole gang thing started to, you know, dissipate and a lot of them were being put behind bars and you know, it's great now, you know, to see Limerick physically and everything just coming
1: on so well. Yes, absolutely. And uh, uh, and finally, Mary Dundon, um in setting up uh, and being so uh, involved in the School of Journalism at UL, you, you've probably seen... The extraordinary changes in technology and what journalists are expected to do now, emerging from your course, that even when you set this up in you know what was it t- 2010 or thereabouts, they wouldn't yeah, have dreamed years.
0: of. It. Yeah. 2008, yeah,
1: they wouldn't well, even have dreamt of.
0: Yeah, well, Joe, it's the biggest challenge that they have now, and we in our course, you know, are teaching them. The big thing, I suppose, is when I started, it was print. Now we have broadcasting, TV, but social media has been the big change. And what we're teaching them is that you can't take anything on face value. You know, we teach them how to use social media, how to report on social media, how to... um, But the big thing, like we were saying early on, like your example with the BBC, you can't take anything on face value. And I suppose I give them a bit of advice and, you know, they laugh at this, but... One of the oldest journalists I ever met, he was American when we were in the Kerryman. And we said to him, look, what bit of advice would you give to a young journalist starting off? You know, they're trying to get the truth. They're trying to find out what the truth is and be accurate. And he said, well, in his American accent, he said... Well, I tell them if your mother tells you she
1: loves you, check it out. <laughs> so, <laughs> good advice. Good advice so for journalists. I, I don't know if it is for sons or daughters, but good good yeah, advice for journalists.
0: And the mothers probably don't like it either. But anyway, for yeah, right.
1: Well, well, listen, Mary Dundon, thanks so much for your immense contribution to journalism in Limerick, the Midwest, and across the country, and teaching uh, journalists as well. And and always remember when the, the best things thing you ever did right at the beginning when you were founding the course was you got a lot of journalists into a room as you were devising it uh, to ask them what they needed on a practical basis and we've seen evidence of that with the many interns uh, that have done an excellent uh, work, uh, job with us and have gone on to jobs here and elsewhere as well. So Mary Dundon, uh, founding um, 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 founding uh, chair of the course, uh, the UL journalism course at the University of Limerick. We wish you well in your retirement and thank you very much for joining us this morning.